Today on the show, we welcome Daniel Simone and host of the Build podcast, and we're about to put some work in today. Daniel's going to tell us his story, and we're going to dive deep into how Daniel helps fellow dads and people like you and I reach a higher level of self through fitness and daily blueprinting right now. Ball Boy Media presents the Young Dad Podcast with your hosts, the Young Brothers, Jay and Aaron. Pull up a chair, grab a juice box, grab a snack, and talk with us for a little while. Enjoy the show. Welcome into the Young Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. Unfortunately, not with us today is Aaron. But however, joining us from Australia is Daniel, host of the Build Podcast. Daniel, how the heck are you tonight? Uh, Jay, I'm awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Super pumped to be on today. Yes, sir. You're very welcome here. We are so happy to have you on. Um, We're going to go ahead and kick it off. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, about your background, just about you as a person. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, first of all, I'm from Sydney, Australia. I know you're over in America, so that's sort of the big sort of thing. So, you know, over in Sydney, Australia, and, um, you know, I like to always say first things first, I'm a father and a husband. Um, that's really the two things, um, you know, right in there in the Instagram bio, it says father and husband, and that's sort of really the, the, the who I am. But, you know, just doubling back um, before that, growing up, uh, my father and family's always been in the construction industry. Um, I've one of four boys, so got three younger brothers. So I'm the oldest of four, and uh, we all grew up with my dad um, in a wog Italian household. You know where um, we ate pasta. I think it was 19 times a week. Um, you know that's, that's sort right. of how we we grew up, right? And uh, you know my dad always went out working, um, providing for the family. And, you know, looking at him doing that, that's, that's sort of, you know, what I wanted to be able to do is follow my dad's footsteps. And, and I did that when we left school. Actually, I followed in my mum's footsteps for the first three months of leaving school and she was a hairdresser. So, um, oh, no that was the, yeah, it was, well, what <laughs> nice. happened was in, I'm not sure how it sort of works in America, but in Australia, we can um, leave school in year 10. Well, we used to, could do that, which I'm not sure what that, yeah, reflects over with you guys, but how, we could how leave. Old would, how old were you? I would have been sixteen. Okay, yeah. So that's sophomore year, so tenth grade. Yep. Yeah, so we, we're we're allowed to leave school okay. at that point. Uh, it's not not like that anymore. Now it's changed, but we're allowed to leave school. So you know, prior going to the next year, which is probably seniors for you, year eleven for us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't want to go back to school. So. Had a job with a friend of mine who was a hairdresser. Mum was a hairdresser. So I'd done hairdressing for about you know four or five months. And I'm like, this is not for me. And then after that, <laughs> I went into my family business in construction with my dad. And um, yeah, so that's sort of like, you know, that side of things sort of, you know, a little bit about who I am. Um, yeah, so. and then all my brothers came into that as well too. So that's sort of that sort of backstory to there. Very cool. So did all your brothers also try out hairdressing for a little bit? Try to be no, like mom? They didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Actually, one story, which, um, you know, it's funny with, with my dad, like, 
you know, obviously like we got in trouble as kids and, 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 you know, we would, you know, we'd get a little light smack on the bum. Sometimes it'd be a little bit harder than lighter and whatnot. But there was one time when I was doing hairdressing and I remember I came back and, you know, I'm, I'm a wog, I'm Italian. So if you listen to this, I've got, you know, short black hair, but at the time I went, I had a little bit of a longer hair and I thought it would be a great idea to dye my hair blonde. So I, I dyed my hair blonde, but it's not over. What I also thought would be a good idea on top of that, after doing that, I thought, why not do a blue black mohawk? Oh. Yeah. So I came home with that and, and it's, you know, when my, my father, he, he, I just, he looked at me. And he didn't say a single word. He didn't, he didn't need do to. anything. He, didn't need to. he and just the sheer disappointment <laughs> in his face. Like he I could feel it. He was like, What have like my like he just didn't say a word. I could sense it, I could feel it. He just I don't think he had anything to say. He didn't know what to he say. He was at the floor, turned around and just walked away, and I was like, Oh, that's actually worse than getting into trouble, to be honest. Yeah, so no, that's honestly. That's um, the hairdressing story. So that haircut didn't stay around for very long. And then a couple of months later, I joined my father in the family business. And yes, my, okay. my brothers also joined the business as well too. So Very yeah. cool. So have any of those skills stayed with you from hairdressing, cutting or dyeing or anything for your kids or for your wife or anything? No, no not really. Not really. I didn't really do too much. I um, was... Uh, well, some of the older ladies um, definitely liked to have their hair washed from me because back then we used to provide a light massage when conditioning. So they oh, yeah. said, uh, mm. you've got nice, strong hands. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But other than that, uh, maybe those massage schools have been brought they were, over. Uh, but- there was a there was an into window in that um, that they were trying to trying to tell you there. So. Potentially. And, um, you know, I was a little bit inexperienced in washing hair. So a couple of times, let's say a few of them got a little bit more wet down the back than they were probably intending to while oh, getting they their hair washed. They didn't mind. They were just happy you were washing their hair. They were so, just happy. yeah, that's right. Nope, I've been there. So I've, I had the same similar thing happen when I was about that age. I think I was probably, I was a sophomore. And I decided to shave my head. I got super low, low cut, right? Just before I grew my hair out really, really long back then. But I got to shave super short on the sides, but I kept the top. I kept the middle. I had a mohawk. Uh-huh. Um, but I dyed mine purple. <laughs> had a purple mohawk for a few weeks there. And pretty sure my dad had the same reaction. So... It hits pretty hard. Like I was actually after he'd finished, he probably I was like, "Can you come back and like hit me or something?" Or like, because <laughs> right. I was like, "Like do something." So do yeah. something, anything. Do uh, something. Do you, do you have any pictures of that still? Do you have any pictures in the archives? You've never even thought about it, to be honest. I mean, probably not. This would have. I probably had a phone back then. Would have been like one of those Nokia, Nokia like sixty-two. Uh, okay. Probably wouldn't have even had a camera on it, to be honest. Well, if so, you end up finding any picture from that time, ask your mom. Ask you know what? Now I'm actually curious, actually. I might have to go find my, hit my mom up and see if, uh, ask her. if we do have any photos of that. So, I guarantee she go. took some because she just wanted to remember it to laugh at you later. 
and to get your dad's reaction later. I guarantee she has some waiting and she's primed for that. Mm, I'd have to see if I can find that actually. Or your yeah. brothers probably have some that they know. Guarantee someone has to. Yes, um, I'll look into it. But if you end up posting yours, if you post yours on your Instagram, I'll post mine on ours, on ours of my own. All right, there you go. Ooh, now, straight... I, now I want to see it actually. Now I'm extremely curious myself. I'm just dug in. Um, all right, so you went from hairdressing to construction. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about your time in construction. So, you know, that was, um, you know, my father is a very well-respected man, you know, following in his footsteps and, and learning that, you know, my father's values was all around, you know, your word is your bond. You know, your name means everything. It's all about reputation, all about a handshake, all about looking people in the eye and, and respect. So, you know, that, you know, following my father's footsteps and learning those values, which, you know, have really instilled in me today, which has set the foundation for who I am as a person. So, you know, yes, being in the construction industry, but just being under my, my dad, learning in the construction industry, I didn't have it easy at all. You know, I, I wasn't like, oh, it's the boss's son sort of scenario. So I did have to start at the bottom. You know, I did have to do all the hard yards and, and, learn my trade and, and, and learn every aspect of the business and, and the trade. And I did have to go through that. Um, sometimes I probably, I felt like I had it a bit harder because I was the boss's son and, and my dad yeah. take it easy on me as well. And I'll give you a story that, you know, I remember I would have probably been two or three years into it. And, you know, we, we do, we make like as a carpenter, we pitch the roof and put all the roof together. And I remember I'd made a mistake. I'd, read the plan the wrong way around and put this roof together back to front sort of thing. And, you know, most of the time when someone made a mistake, they would go during work hours with help and actually fix it up. But not me. I had to actually go after hours by myself back to the gym. (laughs) Um, It started getting dark. It wasn't in the best area so after it started getting dark i had i was getting thrown rocks at by kids this is an area we had windows being smashed and whatnot so i was there about three or four hours in my own time while it was dark um fixing up this mistake but it's safe to say that i never made that mistake again but you know i never really got it like i had a very easy life my parents gave me a lot as a kid but in that respect in the work um you know i never had a shortcuts taken i made my father made sure that I did everything. I learned every aspect of that. And I'm thankful and grateful for that, for that experience, um, learning the ropes from him. So that was great. Most definitely. No, that works out. So then you went from construction. You learned, sorry, you learned all the ropes in construction, mastered, not mastered your trade, but became a tradesman, carpenter, figured all of it out, um, kept going in the family business. Where do you fall among like your brothers? Are you the oldest? I'm the or... eldest, correct. The eldest. Yep. So I've got three okay. younger brothers. Okay. So everyone kind of followed, followed along in dad's footsteps. And then you made a shift into health, fitness, and mindset. Yep. So you went from blue collar tradesmen where that stuff is pretty much taboo. Like this is your health. This is your fitness. Yep. This is your mindset. What? What happened that made you go from one into the next? Yeah, and, and the thing is right now, like I think it's it's a journey. So I think going back 
being in the gym was something that I'd always liked to do. Um, being around, I think I started training when I was probably around about 18. It was just, you see a friend go to the gym and then you sort of go. So I'd always sort of been in and around the gym sort of space. But it wasn't until I got, well, you probably can call it technically diagnosed having depression by a couple of doctors. It wasn't really then until I started to find that that's where my passion lied because that's what helped me get through um, some difficult times. I'm sure we'll double back and, and dig a little bit deeper into that. But it was when I went through that scenario uh, and what really helped me through that, that I realized that if something like that could help me, then I have the tools and the capability to be able to help someone past a particular problem or something where they're in. So that journey began of me exploring that sort of on the side, um, you know, little bits and still in the industry, still building homes and still working with my dad in that. But this was just sort of, it started off as in, I love this space. I want to help people do what I did. And then it just sort of progressed from there. So that's sort of how I got into it. Um, just at a very top level, but I'm sure we can double back and go into some of those stories. And that's sort of just progressed from there because I realized the power of what, you know, changing your habits, the power of exercise, the power of developing a strong mindset, the power of nutrition, all those combined, what it can actually do um, to help and change a person. That's what I really realized was powerful. And that's what, you know, I love doing right now. So what was that first step you took? that first step that got you into it from construction, that first step you took, you're like, wow, this is life-changing. What was it? It, was, it wasn't necessarily like um, it happened straight away. It was a progression. It was okay. definitely a progression. So really to, to, to answer take, that take question. Us through that pro- take us through that progression. Take us yeah, through that and progression. I think, you like, know, I probably didn't like? have to go – I probably would have to go a little bit deeper into that story about how I got sort of diagnosed with depression. I think that's probably, you know, to hold on that point a little bit, right? Which yeah, let's let's hit it. Go that. ahead and go into that because that's super important. You know, it's and that's a it's big crazy. part of right. a ton of our listenership. You know, we have like 70 percent men, and yeah. you see how huge it is celebrated in sports when a, pro- a professional athlete, you know, comes out and talks about their diagnosis and talks yep. about these things like the Seattle Mariners today, baseball team, they posted these shirts that they're, you know, selling now that are promoting the mental health and mental uh-huh. awareness for people of baseball fans. There's three baseballs on a shirt, but one's like a whole baseball, one's cracked and then one's fully broken, yeah, you know, okay. just to kind of symbolize these things. So it's it's huge. It's celebrated when an athlete or sports team, you know, takes that stance, especially when you see men as the yeah. as the face of it. Because normally it's it's women, you know, Definitely. across social media, you see more women mm-hmm. pushing it. It's more common, but you don't see men pushing it as much. So yeah, I think it's super important that we we dive into that story because I feel that's that's going to hit home with a lot of people because. So many men struggle with it. You know, it's Definitely. the number one thing. There's a reason why here in America, you know, the suicide rate is four to one men mm-hmm. to women. Uh, I'm yep. not sure what it is in Australia. I'm pretty sure it's very it's similar. definitely high, but the construction industry itself is the highest in Australia. So okay. within the men, definitely. All right. So I think um, that journey for myself 
you know, it began with anxiety. I, I was suffering a lot of panic attacks and anxiety attacks where, you know, I was in um, networking groups. Actually, you used to have them in America. It was founded in America, B&I. I was in, I was in networking groups and, and, you know, I'd be out in public and I'd, I'd have all these anxious feelings like the walls were closing in on me, like people were watching me, like I'd had my back to a wall if I was sitting down at a table, but I'd still be looking over my shoulder feeling like someone was watching me. You know, I'd have to go to the car and, and, you know, I'd be like hyperventilating, like short of breath. And, you know, I'd call my mum. My mum would help me through um, through this scenario. My mum's had her own journey and her own experiences throughout her own journey as well too, but she was very good. She helped me. So, you know, I had those panic attacks and it happened when I was in the gym. I'd be in the gym in the morning. You know, the gym would be a big, massive factory warehouse and you're, you shouldn't be feeling claustrophobic in, in the size of this gym, but I was no. feeling claustrophobic and I was feeling like short of breath and, you know, I'd been in the gym. It was I normally go in the morning, so I'd be in the gym like early in the morning. And I'd be like, "Why are these walls closing on me? Who's watching me?" Like I couldn't breathe, so I'd have to actually like leave the gym. I'd go home. I'd go like we all know where the safest place in the world is is inside the bed under the covers, right? So that's where I went. I went inside yeah. the back into the bed, put the covers over my head, and you know, saying to my wife, you know. Like this is it. Like, I just want to stay here and 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 whatnot. And then you know we that kept going on, that kept going on. And and I said to my wife, I'm going to go, you know, see a doctor and and have a chat, right? So I told okay. my mum, I said, mum, I'm going to go see a doctor and have a chat. Anyways, went to see the first doctor, and you know he pretty much asked me a bunch of questions. He gave me a bit of a form to fill out. Um, I was there for about ten to fifteen minutes. And he pretty much said to me, yep, you got depression. Um, the only way for you to sort of get through this is medication. Here's a prescription pretty much on your way. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Like, what? Like, so I thought then at that point, I was like, okay, so I'm going to be one of these people who's depressed and on medication. Like, no, that's... That's, that's not, no, that's not going to work. That was that's not, for me personally, exactly for me personally, that was yeah. one of the things that really scared me. Um, growing up, you know, growing up, I went to a bunch of different therapists and uh, counselors and whatnot growing up in my teenage years, my twenties and whatnot. And I was always so afraid of being, I already knew I had the diagnosis, but I was so afraid of going to like an actual psychologist to where they could give me pills or whatnot. Yeah that I was like, I, I'm not doing it. I, I can't, I can't do it. Um, until I finally did, I went to a psychologist, but then I got, he was such a good psychologist. He broke down all my diagnoses into their, their main problem. They, it wasn't just a blanket thing. Like, like happened yeah. in your instance by chance. It happens a lot here too, where it's just, Oh, you have this, here's these, here's this bottle of pills. Be on your merry way. Um, yeah. He he broke down my diagnosis. He broke it down to a point where it's like, okay, it's it comes down to this. This is what I'm going to recommend. I know you're afraid of it, so we're going to give you a small dosage that I think mm-hmm. will help. You know, I did. I took that pretty strong for a few years, um, and then it got to the point where it's just like I wasn't taking it as much because I didn't need it as much. Yep. To where things, those chemicals rebalanced out in in my brain. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's important that you find the right person. If you have questions like you did in this instance, mm-hmm. that you that you you dig deeper, you find a little bit more. So go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and then so you know I left that, and and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay. You know, this guy seemed a bit young. I'm like, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to go get a second opinion. So when he got a second opinion, long story short, the exact same thing happened. Fell out of form, asked us some questions. Yep, you got depression. Here's a prescription. So now I'm sitting here with two prescriptions. So I ring my mum. Like, you know, I'm upset. I'm, I'm a bit lost as well. I'm like, mum, here's a scenario. And mum's like, you don't have depression. She's like, go see my doctor. I'm like, you know what? What the heck? What have I got to lose? So I went to go see him and, and, and his story was totally different. He's like, you don't have depression. He goes, you're just going through a bit of a rough patch right now. You know, he's like, focus on this and, and a totally different story. And here I am, I left that doctor and I'm like, wow, like I now have a choice to make. Which story I want to attach myself to? And that's what I was sitting there contemplating. I'm like, there's two stories. And this goes, this goes through everyone in life as well too. We all have a story that we've chosen. And I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I could have very easily chose the first two doctor stories, grabbed that prescription and went down that road, feeling sorry for myself, doing everything that that road would have led me down. I very easily could have, could have done that. And I was sitting there and, and you know, I went, uh, actually, I went to KFC, crossroad from the, from the, of course, why not? Go get some greasy wow. chicken, right? Might so, as well. Yeah. Can't feel any worse, right? Sitting there with this decision to make, like, you know, and, and that's how I looked at it. For me personally, at that point, I looked at it as in I had a decision to make as in which story I wanted to attach myself with. Okay. And my mum knew where the doctors was. I didn't, she just happened to rock up. Obviously, she's probably driving around looking for me. I wasn't, I wasn't hiding or anything, but she just happened to rock up. Um, and I chose the story of the last doctor and I chose his story and I chose not to take any medication and I threw those um, prescriptions away. And I chose to go at it my own route. That was a definitely a hard route to go down. And my mum had been had, had her own experiences. So from there, it led me down that spiritual healing. So going down a very spiritual journey, it led me down personal development through meditation, digging deeper through my, my nutrition. I was smoking at the time. So, you know, I eventually quit smoking, lost 10 kilos, you know, and that's where all that health, fitness and nutrition and mindset started to really come into play um was it easy heck no sorry i've been wanting to swear so much but i'm not sure if it's a swearing swearing environment or not (laughs) you you can if you want it's it's all right it's all right i think we uh i think we pause you're cutting you're cutting in and out just a little bit cutting in and out just a little bit um our connection but yeah i think you know just to kind of fill this here while it's kind of catching you up have you got me, Jay? It's it's so important that you know it's these these stories that you had kind of define where you where you were at between things, and it's um, it's different for everyone. technical difficulties we're back uh we just had to take a quick water break if you will but you know daniel you were kind of saying that you know you had these different paths to take you had these different options and i think that's the scary part of healthcare is that it's so easy for doctors who 
might not be familiar with yes. these mental illnesses where they just start handing out pills and they're handing out pills and let's just stay focused on men here uh, because I looked it up and it's actually 75% of the suicides daily in Australia are men. Yes. That's a staggering number. And it's two to three times greater than that for teenage males uh, compared to teenage girls, which is also crazy. Um, but, you know, it's these stories that are being handed out or these paths, if you will, that you were mentioning that are being given to people in your country and in mine. It's like, here's this bottle of pills. You'll be fine. But it's like that stuff is so generic and it, it doesn't actually help because it's just it's a generic option. And it's scary because a lot of people take these. A lot of people take these. I'm no expert. I'm not a psychologist or anything. But, um, you know, it's a path that oftentimes does more damage than good. Mm-hmm. Just from, from my experience. So, You know, I think I was lucky at the time that I felt like I had support and other options, you know. Um, and when my mum was a huge part, and like I was saying before, she led me down that path. She connected me with spiritual healing, and I, I dug deeper into the personal development side. Um, you know, I, I hearing about these words, gratitude, and I was like, okay, well, great. What's gratitude? So understanding what that actually meant and how to practice that, and digging deeper into meditation. Um, so going down that whole journey, which is really my core fundamental blueprint, which I practice daily as we speak right now, and I help all of my clients do the exact same thing because I think right now we go through a daily removal process. We have to remove all that negative energy. We have to remove all that stuff, strip back those layers, you know, get to the best version of ourselves, which is already within inside of us, but we need to have to find that person. So for me, at that time, I was blessed that I had my mum who was able to help me through that scenario, guide me down that path. Um, and then I went back home and I literally got to work and it was freaking hard. It was hard as, actually, that's what I was asking you before we had technical difficulties. I've been wanting oh, to swear, yeah, but I've been no. holding myself back. Go, go ahead. Whatever, whatever works for you, man. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. So, you know, it, it was definitely... We can push for the listeners. There's <laughs> buttons that we push ahead of time before we post that say it's explicit. There's a tiny little E by the title. Um so, and this is an independent podcast, so we can say whatever we want, however we want. So, yeah, feel Love free. Good stuff. All right. So, I don't have to hold myself back. So, you know, and we went home and went, went back to work. And, you know, my wife played a massive, massive, massive role in this. And, you know, at the time, I know we haven't got into my wife and my kids, which we probably should. No, and I just want to... I just want to say real quick, I yeah. I love it that how much credit you're giving to these women in your life. You yes. know, the credit you're giving to your mom, the credit you're giving to your wife or you're about to give to your wife. I, I feel it mm-hmm. coming. But, you yeah. know, last week on the show, I talked about, you know, just how awesome the, the impact of women are in our lives. You know, Massive. 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 You know, between massive. moms and female role models, grandmas, you know, partners, significant others. Granted, yeah. I don't have one of those right now, which I'm completely uh-huh. fine with. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, they play a massive, they play a massive role in our life. So I, I love that you're bringing that up and you're hitting on that because it's so important to give that credit where credit is due, but especially to, to the women in our lives. It's huge. So anyways, yeah, continue. So you're on this path, you, you go down this yeah, path so, of, you know, spiritual healing, mental healing, mm-hmm. these things with your mom's yeah. support, kind of guiding you yeah. down that path away yes. from these, you 
had like a triple fork in the road, but you yes. chose the the way of the most resistance, which is always yes. in some instances the best path because the easy Correct. the easy way out is just that it's the easy way out and it leads exactly. down a suspicious cycle. When you take the hard road, it leads you to a much better place. So you're down this path. You decided, all right, I'm going to commit. I'm going to go down this path. And then your mom's already bought in. She's on your side. Now into what you're saying about your wife. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, my wife was there. She's seen everything, you know, firsthand. You know, she was the one who had to sort of ripped the covers off me. And, and and after that day, it didn't get any easier. I still had those feelings. I still, you know, wanted to go back into the covers and I still did go back into the covers. And, you know, at the time we had two kids. Um, so actually just now, I'll touch on that actually now briefly. So right now I've got three, three kids. My eldest daughter, Amelia, she's seven years old. Um, my son is five and my youngest daughter, Olivia, is a year and a half. So, you know, that's having to come, get to come home to those guys every single day is truly amazing. But at the time, I remember, no, all, you know. All of our kids kind of line up in ages there, you know, yeah. uh, between Aaron and I. That's His good. oldest is six. My oldest is five. Then we both have, he has a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And I have a two-year-old. Uh, so we're all the similar age group there. So, no, that's awesome. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of joy. A lot of heartaches, a lot of, you know, but I'm sure we'll get into parenting in, in, in a minute, but, um, oh, you know, I had, the, I had the worst headache today, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. So back to that journey, I think, you know, my wife, you know, seen me at my lowest points, you know, crying, emotional, you know, the ups and downs, the, you know, and I tried to quit smoking and, you know, and having my kids there, you know, really diving into that, that, that helped a lot as well too. But I think once I, you know, and the sort of the start of the question was about how we got into health and fitness and doing that sort of stuff. The one thing for me, which what it was, was how I felt in the morning after I completed my workout. So that was the first sort of thing to me where I started to realize, you know, how fundamental that workout was, that raising that heart rate, that elevating through those emotions and getting into that flow state because I, whenever I came back and was able to push through that work workout, how I felt. And there was times where I'd miss my workout and, and I felt like absolutely rubbish. I felt like I didn't anchor my day. You know, I never really, you know, removed all that negative stuff and that changed that thought process. And that was the thing that I realized that, you know, I say I had to fight. So, you know, I fought to get out of bed because there was times where I didn't even want to get out of bed. The alarm goes off, but I was just able to fight in that moment where, you know, the alarm goes off and that bitch voice is kicking in saying, you don't want to get out of bed. You know, what are you getting out of bed for? But I had to fight and I'm like, I had to fight for that workout. And that's what I call fighting. So I'd fight myself. I'd get out of bed and I'm fighting with my own self-talk. I'm fighting with everything go get out of bed, put the shoes on, get changed, get out the door, go to the gym, get in the car. Everything along the way was a fight. It was a literally, and, and when your mind is in that state, you're, you're consuming so much energy, just trying to fight yourself to force out something like the workout. And that's what it was for me. And that's where that new story, that foundation of my daily process and daily blueprint, excuse me, was the foundation really set in stone there. Because I knew that I needed to get that done. So I fought so hard. And now that is what I do every single day. The foundation of the blueprint, the foundation of that removal process 
all is ingrained within that workout. So that's that makes that makes a ton of sense. Of mm. That makes a ton of sense because it's it's like you're almost not almost you are you're pushing yourself to do something hard and to put yourself through that, and then you know you get through that and it's like man the rest of the day is easy. You know, you got Definitely. all that, every, you got everything out, you know, you got, yep. you pushed your body, you pushed your mind, you pushed yourself to a state that was doing, doing some hard shit. It's good yeah. for you to do hard shit. Definitely. And that's 100%. something hard, you know, and it doesn't yep. matter what level you're at either. You know, you're, everyone's hard is going to look different. Like I, I can look at your Instagram page and I see you putting up freaking huge ass dumbbells. Like these things are freaking huge. Um, yeah. And then for me, you know, mine looks a ton different where I'm, you know, I'm on a, I'm on a machine, I'm doing pyramid sets. You know, I started a low weight and I go to a medium weight and I go to a hard weight. That's damn near impossible. And I go back down and that's, that's my heart. That's what's hard for me. So you that, know, it looks different for so everybody. True. You're so true. A lot of people look at that and they're like, I can't do that. And, you know, I run a lot as well too. People look at me and say, oh, I can't do that. I'm like, well, you don't have to do me. You got to do you. you know? Yeah, like this is what works for me. Like what works for me Correct. isn't going to work for you. Like when I go to yeah. the gym, you know, I bike, I, I get on a bike because I, the running is just Correct. not my thing, but I can bike. I what can I easily do 10, is... 15 miles. Yeah, nice. And and that's, and, 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 even though it's not the same thing, it's the fundamentals are still the same, right? We're still going there. We're doing our own hard. We're elevating our heart rate. We're removing all that negative energy. We're removing all that bad self-talk, right? We're elevating past that negativity into that flow state, you know? So when exactly. you leave that gym, you're just like, because you can't, those two states can't live together. You can't be vibing mm -hmm. at a high frequency when you're excited, when you've, you're, your blood's pumping. You can't be negative and depressed when you're in that sort of thing. They don't, they don't connect together, right? No, so sometimes when I'm having, when I'm having bad days, sometimes, you know, I may do it. I work out in the morning. I may do like 50 push-ups at lunchtime. I may then decide I'm going to go for an extra long walk. I may do some more push-ups. I may do some burpees just to change my state, just to change my frequency, just to get rid of that negativity mm -hmm. where I start to have some of that bad self-talk. Like even before jumping on this podcast, I jumped down on the floor and just did a quickly 30 or 40 push-ups just to get the state going, just to get the blood pumping, just to really elevate to that higher frequency so I could come on no, here and deliver that. the best stuff for you guys. No, 100%. And I think that's that's key, just going through your daily life. You get stuck in a routine. Mm. You get stuck in, like, the same thing, same energy, same same states. A lot of it's negative. Like, for me, before I can even sit down and do anything creative, I have to clean. Uh, that's yeah. just me. But I have to, like, clean something. My bedroom has to mm -hmm. be clean where I'm recording. My I have to know my kitchen, my living room's all picked up. I have to know kids rooms are clean the bathroom's tidy like i just have to know these things so then i'm doing it before yeah. so then for me that creates you know a way to get the blood pumping and to get ideas flowing yep. because i'm thinking about it as i'm doing yeah, it you know a little bit different than exercising um especially because today well, was still a children, similar sort of concept you're still sort of doing exactly the same concept yeah 100%. And it's just to illustrate that it looks different for everybody. It can look different. Yeah, it's going to look different. Like, there's no way mm -hmm. I'm going to look at your Instagram page and be like, yes, I'm going to do that because I'm not, absolutely not. Um, I'm not going to step into a ring. I'm not going to fight someone. I'm not going to put up huge dumbbells and 
and stuff like that. But I don't have to. I don't have to because no, I know it works for me. Cool. I know it works for my body. I know myself. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. And, and to be honest, so, this is why like my my clientele is, you know, I work with a lot of dads, but I also work equally with with a lot of mums and a lot of women as well. And as the story sort of progresses, you know, I think, you know, definitely connecting with the dads, the, the same way, the same story that I've, that I've gone through where, you know, they all want to lose that weight. They want to be there for their kids. They want to, you know, you know, a lot of the times when you walk into that door, you still have that work energy about you and you're not there for your kids. And one of the mm-hmm. biggest things about that, the core fundamentals, and I learned this from my mum, is as a parent, we always talk about you know, we need to put our kids first. Okay. And I learned this from my mom. So like I said before, I'm one of four boys and my father. So growing up, my mother had five men in the household. Okay. Oh, your poor and, mom. What an yeah. angel. <laughs> and she put all of us boys first, my dad, everyone first. And that led her down her own, um, if you call it demise, but where she suffered her own, um, journey similar to what I did because mm-hmm. by her putting everybody else first, she neglected the most important person in her life herself. Exactly. And now I've I've actually learned that, and you know I, I talk to my wife about this, and I talk to, and this is huge for 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 mums, and you know for me to recognise that a lot of the the dads or the, or the partners that are listening, they could potentially recognise this to help their wife, right? So mm-hmm. for me. I looked at it in a way as in if I'm going to put my family first, my kids, my wife, the only way for me to put them first is to give them the best and highest version of myself. And the only way for me to give them the best and highest version of myself is to put myself first. Yes. That's what I learned from my mum. And I, I can 100% agree about that. We actually talked about that with uh, with Matt a couple weeks ago. Um, when uh, I like to call him by his last name because his last name's fun to say, Noonan. Uh, uh-huh. But he's another one of you blokes from uh, down there in Australia. But, uh, you know, we talked about the same thing where you can't, as a, as a father, you can't be the best father you want. You can't be that father you want to be mm-hmm. if you're not putting that effort into yourself first. If you're not yes. putting that effort into your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual so health, you, mm-hmm. you can't, you absolutely cannot. And that's, you know, something I'm actually, you know, working on right now, but you know, it's called the well-balanced dad diet. And that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And so many dads, just, and so many parents and just people in general, not even just dads, but people just, they feel like they don't know where to start. Um, yep, there's totally. excuses and you got to say this or that, or this or that to not to get out of it, to not do it. For um, sure. And it's like, well, you're never going to get there. And I, I honestly learned that, um, looking back now and, you know, doing this podcast and whatnot, I realized I didn't do that when I was married. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't put myself first to improve myself enough mm-hmm. to, to be the best partner I could have been realize that yeah. now. So now I'm doing it, you know, backwards to where now I'm putting a lot more into my health. You know, I put myself back yeah. in school, got my bachelor's Love degree, it. going to the gym three, four, five times a week. You know, I hate eating vegetables. So instead I got a greens powder to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm doing Love these it. things and I'm just doing them for myself 
I'm doing them to also be healthy. And my girls are seeing me do these things to where I'm yes. going to the gym and spending an hour, hour and a half at the gym while they're in the childcare there. Yeah. You know, working on Same. me and improving myself. Love and it. So they see it. And they, they see it all. It. They see everything. And so they then they're like, everything. oh, yeah, my dad's taking care of himself. And so then later they'll be like, oh, I'm going to take care of myself because I, I saw yeah. how important it was to him. So true. And it's, it's just so important that, you know, you can't do, you can't be the best partner. You can't be the best father. You can't be the best parent unless you're putting that time and that energy into yourself to get there because it's not just going to happen. It's about being selfish, being selfish. So you can, to be selfish first is then the ultimate selflessness, right? If you put yourself first, then you can become selfless. And you're not, you're not really taking away anything. I feel like that's where it gets confused for people, especially for dads. Mm. It's like, well, that hour, hour and a half, I could be spending with them, you know, every day. But it's like, hey, then you, you take that hour and a half, you put it into you. So then when you're there, you're more present, you're more energetic, you're calmer, mm-hmm. you're in a better headspace, 100%. you're more emotionally exactly available, you're more loving, you're more caring, thing. all of it. Yep, 100%. And I was there, I was like, yeah, you know, I, you think you're going to be there for that one and a half hours, but you're not really there. Your mind's somewhere else, or you're still at work, or you're frustrated, or you're angry, or you got something going on that you're not really there. You may be physically there, but emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, you're not there at all. So you're right. You're, you know, that's exactly no. right. That's exactly right. Yeah, you're not. You're not there. You might think you're there, but you're not. You're not. You're. You you thought you checked it out the door. You thought you checked. You know, work at the door. Left it at work. You didn't. You brought it home. It's carrying over no. to your home life. You yep. know? And so that's that's so important. You know, realize it's it's for you, but through you, you're setting. You know you can set those goals that attach to Correct. to your family, to your Correct. kids, to your partner. Yep. So and you lead right. by example. You show you you show you the kids the fundamentals of how you do that and they see all of that. And that's what's really, you know, one of the kid things that I sort of teach my kids is, you know, the two Ps. They have to do their two Ps in the morning, whether they don't really do them all the time, but it's uh it's push ups and pages. So there's some of the uh, small fundamentals that I'm trying to teach the kids, push-ups and pages. So just a little bit of a workout and I call it, I call it pages because it could be journaling, it could be reading, it could be something that's got to do with the, so they, they can understand and swallow that, what needs to sort of happen. So that's just a small, easy way to palette it for the kids is push-ups and pages. So I ask them, did you do your peas today? Push-ups. So... Pages, push-ups, and what's what's the third one? No, that was it. Push-ups and pages. And actually, funny enough, my daughter oh. decided to add peas in there as as eating the right foods. When I when I said, uh, "Did you do your peas?" and she's like, "Well, we didn't eat our peas for dinner," so she wanted to add peas in there for food. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know that's awesome that she's thinking of that. You know, she's thinking it at Correct. another level. She's like, "Okay." You know, I did my physical, I did my mental, my emotional. Um, yep. But, you know, I'm being conscious of what I'm eating because I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that's important to mom. Seeing that's and important we, we talk a lot about that. Um, we talk a lot about the food that we eat. I teach the kids about having the right plate. You know, I teach them about 
proteins and carbs and the fats. And I explained to them, this is a protein, this is a carb, what those particular things do. So I explain that to them so they see that, you know. And sometimes I, I make sure that, you know, they don't really see me train because I do sometimes early in the morning when they're asleep and sometimes late at night when they're asleep. So I make a conscious effort mm-hmm. for them to see me come back sweating from the gym or, you know, make an effort to read. I normally read when they're asleep. So I normally make an effort to read while they're around so they can see those things. You know, sometimes I don't have to, it's very hard to tell a kid what to do as we all probably know that. But if they start to see it, um, eventually it'll be ingrained into them and they'll start to understand it. And when the time's right, you know, it'll just happen um, naturally. Exactly. They're going to mimic it. They're going to mimic the behavior. Yeah. All right. So, so let's go, let's go into here. So, with with your wife, you know, she she saw you at all these, you know, can almost say low points. <clears throat> you know, and she she was there, she was supportive. Mm-hmm. Now on the other side of it and improve, you know, what has that done for like your relationship together? You know, what kind of things do you guys do to to maintain that, you know, healthy relationship, you know, support each other? I don't know if your if your wife also trains or does yeah. a lot of these same things too. I don't know if you guys do them together. She's like, no, you go do your own thing. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, you're going to make me lift heavier than I want. Like you, you leave. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one thing that I've realized is, you know, we, my, me and my wife, we try our best to constantly work on our relationship. And, and, you know, I don't want to sit here saying that, you know, we've got it got the perfect recipe. It's an, it's an evolution of, of, of trying, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, yes, getting my wife, you know, she does like to work out as well too. So I try to encourage her um, in that aspect to get out there and, and do her own workout. Um, one thing that I'm trying to get better at is like I said before, is in, you know, with my mum putting all the emphasis and focus on the family, losing touch with herself. So something that I realized that I had to try to do with my wife and especially being a, being a man, being a husband, we are very goal orientated. And, you know, most of the time the mother is the housewife who will stay home and watch the kids and us men, fathers, dads, we go out there and we're mainly the, the breadwinners. We go out and chase our dreams and trace, chase our goals. And what I learned from my mother is that they get sort of, I wouldn't call it lost, but they get in that zone for their, you know, until the kids are grown up 15, 20 years old, they're just that mum and they forget about their dreams. They forget about who they are as a person, what they wanted to do when they were younger and, and their dreams. So something that I've tried to do, and it's, it's, it's definitely difficult, is try to talk to my wife about that and understand what her dreams are. What, would her, what does she want to do when, when the kids are grown up? And, and, and try to bring her back and, and try to help her navigate towards that. And, and, you know, I've started to understand what she wants to do. Um, I'd like to be able to help her, encourage her to, to pursue that now instead of waiting for, you know, quote unquote, when the kids are gone or when the kids are older, you know. So that's something that, you know, we definitely don't have locked down, but that's something that I've realized that I know that we can work on more. So for me, that's what I like to deliver that message is, you know, if you can see your wife being stuck into that, they may not realize it right now, but they're going to probably pop their head up one day and be like, okay, well, 
you know, my kids. What now? What now? Not that my kids don't need me, but your kids are going to get to a certain age where they're driving, they're sort of their own person and you're left with all this sort of time and you've spent the last 20 years just being a mum and a wife, not just, but being a mum, being a wife and you've dived into that. So I mm-hmm. try to recognize that. It's very tricky, um, but I know that's something that I want to do and work with my wife to to for her for her to have her dreams and her goals and not just get stuck down in in the family so that's definitely um something that we try to work on and i think um just communication like we try to just you know add things and and, and take away things like you know i think you know, we try to do, um, I don't necessarily call them date nights. I just think, you know, is understanding the other person, you know, for myself, I love, you know, very touchy feely love. So I try to express that to my wife. <laughs> I know my wife, she likes presents and, and mm-hmm. gifts. So, you know, I make a bit of a conscious effort, you know, to have a bit of a list. And this is a tricky thing for me because, you know, money's a little bit tricky sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. going to buy your wife. And I found myself in a bit of a habit where I didn't buy her stuff because I just had that concept around putting money towards other things. And this was something that I noticed in myself that I had to change. So I went out and created this massive list all the way with with things like a brand new house, a brand new Mercedes, some, um, I forget the name, some really expensive bags, all the way down to something as small as just a single rose. So now I make a conscious effort once every couple of weeks, I try to get her something small, whether it be, you know, maybe just a new gym top or a pair of shoes. And then obviously as, as life goes on, I'm able to mm-hmm. buy those bigger gifts, right? So I've tried yeah, to build no, that habit around just getting her stuff. So I think a couple of things like that. And I think one thing I found myself doing was, I was so hard on myself. Like I always get really down on myself for not having the right answers. And man, this being a husband thing is hard. And man, like what the heck are women thinking? Like, what do they want? Like, I don't know. Like, come on. Yeah. I was so hard. On my, which I'm sure everyone's like, yeah, amen to that, right? I was very hard on myself and I get so beat up over it. And the same thing with being a parent and being a dad. I'm like, man, like, one minute I'm kicking goals with the kids and I'm rocking and rolling. And then the next day it's like, what the heck? Where did I go wrong? And I get really down on that and thinking I'm no good as a dad or I'm no good as a husband or, or I'm not, I'm a bad partner and oh, this is crap. And I really, you know, realized, you know, by talking to people that no one's got all the perfect answers and, and it's not going to be okay every single day. You're going to have your bumps and your bruises. You're going to have your ups and your downs and just know that, you know, everyone's going through the same thing. I think we could get up caught up a lot where we feel like we're the only one who fights with our wife or has a disagreement with our wife or, you know, our kids are the only ones who are getting in trouble or they're not listening or they're the only ones talking back. And when you start to realize that this is life and everybody goes through it, I think that really relieves the pressure off yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that was something that I really I wouldn't necessarily call it suffered with, but something that really, you know, got me down at times where I was just like, I can't work this shit out, you know? And then I yeah. just said, no. And, and then we progressed from there. So I think that's a, a good message to share is that, you know, you're going to have ups and downs. You just got to keep working at it. 
And I don't like to say no one's got it figured out because, you know, there are things that you can do, but I think it's going to come in ups and downs, you know? Yes, it's so, going to 100%. Yeah. And, you know, I love a couple of things you mentioned there where, you know, you're supporting her dreams and you want her to to continue to chase those. Yeah. Not just define herself by being a wife or a mother yeah. or, you know, the condition of her home and anything. Define herself by what she actually wants to find herself as. I think Correct. that's super key. That's important. Mm. Then you also mentioned, you know, speaking your partner's love language, which, you know, we've talked about plenty of times on the show way back in the yeah. beginning, you know, because there's that's so important. You know, two people aren't always going to have the same love languages. But yeah. you mentioned something super important there, a conscious effort mm-hmm. to like you made a whole freaking list yeah. of everything from a house to a Mercedes to a freaking chocolate bar. Yeah. Whatever. But it's those it's that conscious effort to speak her love language because she's making the conscious effort to speak yours when you need yeah. it. You know, there, and like you said, there is no perfect code. It's always going to be ups and downs, bumps and bruises. Every part, every pair of, you know, partners argues one way or another. Mm-hmm. Don't let it kill you. Don't let it kill your relationship. It happens to everyone. Yep. Um, you know, one argument, you know, you have to be willing to work through things. That's the whole point. Just yeah. be willing to work through things. Obviously, if it gets to a point, like it has for myself in my life, where you know you just couldn't work through those dis- different issue, different yeah. issues anymore, those differences, yeah. you have to re- look at it real and, and split. But if there's if there's the chance that you can, not just for the kids, but for yourself and for her or for your partner, yeah. um, you know, do it. Make that commitment mm-hmm. to to do those things. I think that's super important. Definitely. All right. So one of your things in your in your bio on Instagram is daily blueprinting. Yes. And I feel a lot of that comes with being intentional, being consistent, showing up. But take us through like when you're working with a client, a new client, what that daily blueprinting looks like. 100 percent. Someone someone brand new to it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, this is what we spoke about just a little bit before with that with that what I realized with that workout, you know, and that's where it all sort of, you know, came down to, it all came down to myself trying so many different things right now. And, you know, everyone's personalized blueprint is slightly sort of different to their own sort of, sort of scenarios. But, you know, for me right now, that blueprint is the foundation of my day. It's like I said before, it's removing that negativity for me to be the best and highest version of myself. So on different days, it it 100% always has a workout, hands down, there is a workout involved in that. That is the, the, the fundamental of it, the workout. There's aspects of visualization. There's aspect, aspects of writing gratitude, um, meditation, reading, and getting the right nutrition in. So that's the core fundamentals of the morning blueprint. And then at night too, we also add in potentially some nightly reflection, uh, reflection points, you know, mm-hmm. where I would, I've got a whole bunch of questions. I've got about 20 questions where, you know, some I may only spend a couple of minutes, five minutes, get through two or three particular questions, whether it be goal related, whether it be value related, personal related, family, wife, kids, asking myself certain questions about who I was that day and who I want to be that, that who I want to be tomorrow. Um, you know, so that blueprint is the fundamentals that we do on a daily basis and it's ingrained with the right nutrition. It's ingrained with the workout and it's ingrained with the discipline around that. Because once you stick to that discipline and that's where that mindset sort of comes in when you can keep that promise to yourself, 
okay? When you set out, when you have a blueprint, when you have a process and a system that you can follow. And if you can stick to that, you keep the promise to yourself, then you build that confidence. Then from that confidence comes the discipline and everything revolves around creating the highest and best version of yourself. And that's what we do every single morning. Without a doubt, we don't miss it. I love it. I love it. So the blueprint, you know, obviously starts at the beginning of the day. Yep, starts with, with whatever your whatever your foundation is. Like for me, obviously every day looks a little bit different, but I know, you know, kind of what the outline is going to be for the day. I know what the blueprint's going to be. It's going to be yep. if I have my kids, it's going to be get the kids to school. Yep. You know, and then work, and then you know get through work, fit in the gym. Things like that. You know, my blueprints definitely changed in the last few weeks because yeah. I, now I don't have any schoolwork to do. Uh-huh. I have more time. So now I'm trying to re-blueprint, re-figure things out, gym and everything. But, you know, in my morning, you know, there are some things that ground me, you know, waking up, taking a shower. One thing I do before I leave, the, before I leave every day is I take my greens every yep. day for the last few weeks. I take my yeah, greens nice. and I make sure I, you know, have my intermittent fasting timer going. Uh-huh. you know, on his intervals and whatnot. Yep. Love it. Because it's just basic things that I know. I can take those greens beginning of every single day. They're not delicious. They're very <laughs> nutritious. Yep. But I know if I can get through that, and that's my how my day starts. I don't know. I already did something super freaking hard that I don't like doing. 100%. But I know that I need to be doing. So it's just really, obviously yours is the gym. For me, it's different. Yeah, it's gonna be different for everyone, but you have to find that one thing that you know starts your day. And you have to find those things that finish your day. And then you well, the reason the reason why the gym is well too is because you know that motion creates emotion. Yeah, so that's that's where that real you know and 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 some of my clients actually say the same thing is they're not a big big fan of the gym, so we change it for them because we need to get them working. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I think a, a real big thing is, is for me is to get that heart rate up because you work through that negative energy. You really elevate up that emotional, um, the, your emotional levels just keep working up and doing that through a workout is so, so, so important. And, you know, one of the things for me being a parent, and I also say this to my wife is, you know, that time before the kids wake up, you know, the time before the kids wake up is so important for me. Um, that's why I like to get this done early in the morning. So when the kids wake up, it's bang, because we know once the kids wake up, that's it. <laughs> You're not on your yeah. time anymore. <laughs> No, 100%. And I've, I've been there where I try to wake up before my kids in the morning and, you know, I try to, you know, take my shower and jump on my computer, maybe write some, write something and, you know, just get, get something flowing. So no, yeah. I definitely understand that. And the gym is a scary place. Like I love going to the gym. Um, but one thing I found is like, I'll work through these things. I'll be on a bike. I'll get my heart rate up. I'll increase the resistance. I'll lift weights. I'll do these sets. And then I'll end, I've been ending in the sauna for about uh, 20, yes. 25 minutes. Love the and sauna. some days I'll do a cold plunge, not every day. Yeah, um, love it. Just because I, I just end up not having the, the time to do it or it's not yep. built in or, you know, I don't really want to shower and then go from sauna to cold to <laughs> yeah. shower and whatnot. But anyways, it's like in that sauna, like sauna is hard. Like it's, yeah. it's not easy because you're in this hot room. It's dry. It's hot. Yeah. Your heart rate's totally. high. Yeah. You're sweating. You're thirsty. Like I don't take water with me into the sauna. Uh-huh. Uh, you're going to make it dehydrate. All that water's going to be sucked right out of you. So that oh, makes I know. it a lot I, harder. 
Yeah. I know I hydrate after really yeah. well. Um, but you know, I like to push my body while I'm in the sauna, you know, my heart rate's high, I'm thirsty, it's hard, but I'm really use that time to meditate. Yes. And to kind of come back down, like to refocus, like okay. And one thing I do is I listen to worship music. Okay. Um, while I'm in the sauna, because it just helps me focus. It just helps me find that like gratitude, helps me find that like, you know, feel that spirit and feel my mind just kind of be at ease and my spirit at ease, my body at ease. Love it. While my heart's like jumping at like 130 yeah. beats per minute, I'm thirsty, I'm sweating like a pull puddle at my feet. And, and that's when but... you're what you, you you find at those points is when you're vibrating at that high frequency when mm-hmm. you sort of be coming into that flow state right? mm, exactly. when we're at that point of suffering and discomfort and pain and we're you know removing all that stuff from us the same thing goes with like you know hunger and just feeling a little bit hunger sometimes you can push past that i'm hungry i need to eat is when you really start to learn the most about yourself and you may find in those moments in that in that high flow state is when all these answers will come to you. your creative mind, your subconscious will start to come out, give you all these ideas, give you answers to problems when you're in that particular mm-hmm. state. So it's so true what you're saying. Exactly. And you know, that's why I started doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. Where not only just for my health, because I would find myself stacking late at night uh-huh. and I would yep. just feel awful, like going to bed and whatnot. Um, totally. But like now it's like, I'm forcing myself to do something else hard. Yeah. And forcing myself to to be on a regimen, to be on a schedule, to, you know, part of my blueprint. Yes. Kind of thing. So it just helps me get there. So it's going to be different for everyone. 100%. And a lot of people don't even know where to start. And that's that's the thing for me. Like a lot of the dads that I work with and even some of the moms, they just don't know where to start. They just don't know. Where do you start? Where do you start with some of these, these people who just don't know where to start? The first thing we do is obviously depending on whether they go to a gym, whether they work out at home, the first, the very basic fundamentals is a workout schedule. So that's customized to the individual, right? Some people I have right now who go to the gym, so I give them a particular sort of workout routine. Some people do it at home, so I'll design it around them doing it at home. Some have no weights, some have some home weights. So whatever that person able to do, I design them a workout. So that's that's okay. the first thing. Second thing we do is nutrition. So we look at their calories, we give them macros, we understand where they need to be, what their goals are. Most of the time, um, dads I'm look, working with just want to be able to drop a few kilos, you know, lose a bit of, you know, the gut or whatever it particularly it is. So we give them macros, we give them a nutrition plan, we help them understand the foods, give them that. So they're the first two main things. We start with that. Um, And then from there, you know, we go into practicing gratitude. Um, We we talk about their wake up time. Um, And before this, I individually, you know, have a whole questionnaire because I want to understand them, what their current Mm -hmm. habits are, they're drinking, they're eating, they're smoking, you know, what are they currently doing? Um, Because sometimes, you know, we want to just sort of, at the same time too, we want to sort of, you know, give them a lot, but I want to make sure depending on where they're at, we don't just go bang straight away. So we've got to cut a lot. So it's not about what we add. It's also about what do we need to start removing before we can then mm-hmm. add other things. So, um, you know, month by month, we will add a few more things depending on where they're at in their journey. But the core fundamentals is definitely going to be workout, nutrition, and they jump on calls with me uh, every single week. And we talk about mindset 
and uh, everything around that. Makes sense. So it sounds like it's a lot of, it starts small. It starts with exactly mm-hmm. where they're at. Where they're at. And I feel like that's, that's so important. True. Yep. Just in life, when you're talking to people, as you're going about life, as you're going mm-hmm. throughout, you know, for, for single people out there, dating is, under, you have to understand where you're at first. Exactly right. You have to understand where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But it's also important having people around you that meet you where you're at. Correct. And accountability. I think that's a big part of what people don't realize. A lot of the people that I work with is, you know, we don't have an issue right now with information. The information is out there. Whatever you probably want to do and achieve, you could probably Google it and find the answer to it right now. We have an application and an accountability problem. So, you know, a lot of the times is, is holding these guys accountable to keep their word to themselves, right? 99%, a lot of people won't keep the word to themselves, but they'll keep their word to somebody else, okay? So if I can first make them keep their word to me and be accountable to me, and then slowly, slowly after time, as they believe in themselves, because at the moment when they start, I mean, they generally, their confidence is pretty low because they've tried something, never stuck to it, you know, so their confidence is a little bit low. So as we start to, you know, they start to lose a few kilos, they start to stick to their plan, you know, every single day they start to execute. One of the things I talk about is wake up and execute. Don't worry about the mm-hmm. result. Don't worry about the kilos we're trying to um, lose. We just focus on executing the blueprint every day. That's your job. Execute the blueprint. So once they start to string a few wins together, their confidence starts to build. And then eventually they will start to hold themselves accountable to the person in the mirror. And ultimately that's what we want to build. We want to build that that mindset where they look in the mirror and they know the answer. Everybody listening here right now knows the answer to the problem. They know where they're slacking. They know what they need to do. They know what they need to stop doing. Okay. And they know what they need to add in. And I think that's where it all starts with, with you don't need the answer. You know the answer. You need to take the action to dig deeper on that answer. So for me, I want to help them build their confidence so they can then hold themselves accountable. So they look in the mirror, they look at the man they've become and they say, that is a man that I want my kids to see, my wife to be proud of. And I know he's done everything today. So when I put my head on the pillow at night, I know I've held myself accountable. Okay. And that's the core fundamentals of this. This is mindset. This is changing that mindset, that self-belief, that identity that where, you know, people are attached to just to give you a quick story. I, my identity when I grew up was a party animal. I used to party and smoke and drink. And I was known as, you know, a party. I had a nickname for a party. So when I started to be more serious and into the business side of things, that identity I was attached to, I was, it was kept pulling me back. Those people I was tied to kept pulling me back. So I had to break free from that identity. A lot of the times, you know, people that I work with, potentially if it's in the trade industry and the construction industry, their identity is, you know, I'm meant to be overweight. I'm meant to be at the pub every afternoon. I'm meant to be smoking. I'm meant to be drinking. That is their identity. And that's the identity that I had. So a lot of the times is, you know, having to break free from that current identity and stepping into the new identity. So a lot of the times is understanding who they want to be and understanding that their old identity is what's holding them back. So that's a big part of what I do working with the clients is breaking their old identity and stepping into that new identity. I love it. I love it. No, that's super important because, you know, you, and I feel like that's really important with that. You know, we talked about this with Noonan, couple of weeks ago mm. where a lot of times when uh, 
especially a dad jumps into the gym for the first time, goes back, gets back into it. They're trying to be like they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. In some cases, they're trying mm-hmm. to move like they were trying to lift like they used to. It's like you're you're not that guy anymore. You're That's right. not that guy anymore. And I've had to realize that like I'm only, you know, late 20s. But even looking back, you know, when I go on a baseball field and try to play baseball, it's like I'm uh-huh. not that same guy anymore. Yep. I don't throw as hard. I'm not as good. I can't throw this. I can't do the same motion because my body doesn't move like that anymore. I have to change things up. I have to meet myself where I'm at now and go forward from there. Yes. So with so that true. in mind, now when I go back out for baseball this this spring, this summer, you know, in the adult league, I know where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. I know how things feel naturally. And so I'm just going to do what my body lets me do. I'm yep. not going to try to swing or pitch like I used to back then. I know all my fundamentals. I know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do them the way that my body can do them now. Yeah. And that's going to sure. be the best way it's going to do it now. So I feel like that's so important yep. is to, to meet yourself where you're at, to leave that old you behind mm-hmm. so that you can be this new you that you want to be. Correct. Like you said, someone that you're proud of seeing every day in the mirror. Yep. Um, where you have that self-belief, that self-confidence, that self-love, all those things wrapped in, wrapped into it. So, so true. You got to wake up and execute that blueprint. I love that. I love that. And that's what I get my uh, client because they, they, we get so caught up in the result, right? We can get so caught up in the result. I'm like, you and know, you, just, you, you get disappointed and you lose it. You lose 100%. it so fast. And, and the only goal is to execute the blueprint. I just said, that's yeah. all you need to do. Wake up execute the blueprint and everything else everything will, else comes with it'll it. come it'll come you know once yeah. you get to the end of the day did you do your workout did you eat the food did you do the reflection the gratitude did you read the book did you you know those what you need did you do that yes great win go to bed do it tomorrow exactly you know and i feel that's so tomorrow. important like i was a personal trainer back in college and um, my college had this program called the biggest winner uh-huh. where people who knew they were overweight would sign up for this program and there was different teams. It was kind of like the biggest loser, but it was a positive spin, the biggest winner and whatnot teams and whatnot. And, you know, I just saw so many people, I saw some, some people really run and own that program, have great results with it. And I saw other people who were just, and I was like 19, 20 at the time. I barely knew what I was doing being a personal trainer. You know, I didn't know as much about like the mindset and whatnot. I'm just focused on, I was focused on the results for my, my clients and yeah. my team trying to win um, but you know, looking back, it's like they, where they were, some of the people that struggled with it and continue to struggle and never got any results on it is that they didn't have a healthy mind mm-hmm. to go along with it. Yep. Part of having a healthy body is also having a healthy mind. Correct. If your mind's still cluttered, your mind's still clogged, your mind's still negative, and you're not working on your mindset and your emotional health as well, and your mental, emotional health, your physical health isn't going to change. So true. It's basically you're gonna be in, you're gonna feel insane because yep. you are because you're expecting a different result, but you're changing one area instead of all three areas that need to work. Yep, they all tie together. That's the body. Totally, you know, couldn't agree change more. emotional, the mental, the physical, the spiritual. Yep. It all goes hand in hand. And your body's just gonna be the byproduct of that mental, emotional, and that spiritual. Like, and health, you need to be congruent. I think one of the most important things is congruency between thought, word, and action. You know, you can't be thinking one thing and then acting in a different way, or you can't be saying something and then thinking a different way. You know, you can't mm-hmm. be thinking that I'm gonna be a role model for my kids and you do things that 
behind their backs where if they actually seen what you were doing, they you'd be disappointed that they seen that. So I think getting yeah. congruent is very, very important. And, you know, this is, you know, something that I still work on every single day, right? Because sometimes life's not going to be perfect, but I think you have to recognize that. You need to be able to get congruent with that. And the best way to do that is to start with action. Always start with action. Action leads to everything, right? So sometimes, you know, that action could be different for everybody. That action for somebody could be putting your shoes on, walking down the street, walk into the gym. Yeah, it's that, action, it's that simple. Yeah, that it's simple. that simple. All the action could be, you know, messaging that person to help you. Maybe you've been listening to them on a podcast and you're like, I connected with that person. I'm going to message him. I'm going to do that. Or connecting back with an old partner or some sort of action. And the follow-up to that is, what do you need to do? You know. That's the, that's the thing. You know, deep down inside, we have all the answers. We don't need to go looking for the answers. Whatever it is you're avoiding right now is what you need to do the most. If you're avoiding putting your shoes on and going to the gym, that's what you need to do the most. If you're avoiding picking up that phone, picking up that phone and calling somebody who you had a argument with the family, that's what you need to do. If you're, if you've been watching somebody and you're like, I want to, I like what they're vibing. You need to go connect with that person. Whatever it is right now, you listening right now, you know what it is that you need. So take this as a message right now to take action on what you already know you need to take action on. Exactly. Enough said there. All yes. right. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to being a dad. Let's yes. Bring it back to being a dad. Um, I think we've coached the people. I think I think they know what they need to do. They know what they need to they do. They know what they need to do. They just need to do it. We just need to do it. Heck, there's things that I need to do. You know, there's, you know, um, she listens to this podcast, but she, so she knows, she knows, but there's things yeah. that I want to do and not in that, like do with her, but you know, that's something I've been thinking about a lot as what yep. I've been avoiding doing the most, but I need to do it. But And there you go, um, right? Like without me telling you what the specific thing was is, you know, and everyone would know what I need be to knowing. Do. Yep. I know what I need to do. And it's not always something physical. No. You know, you mentioned that it could be someone you had an argument with. Mm-hmm. There might be someone you need to forgive. Exactly right. Heck, it might be something spiritual. You might need to pick up that Bible and read read that Bible Correct. or go to church yep. or listen to some Jesus music or whatever it might be. It could be something spiritual. It could be something mental, emotional. Yep. It's not always just physical. That's exactly right. Like you said, exactly right. take that action. Take that first step. Start small. Yes, Start definitely. small with those little steps. Um. But let's bring it back here. So through all of this, from hairdressing to construction to being a husband to being a father, uh-huh. um, from construction to being miserable, to taking this path through all the hardship, yep. getting to where you are now, what has changed for you most personally as a father as and as a husband? What has changed for you? Where have you seen that improvement with your kids and with your relationship? Yeah, so I think, you know, with my kids is one of the things I've realized is be honest with them. Like, you know, especially my older kids, like they understand, like, you know, you don't want to yell, you don't want to lose your temper, you don't want certain things to happen, you get frustrated, you get angry, you know, we all lose our temper, whether we're going to scream and it's going to be something silly. And one thing that I've made an effort was, is in once I've cooled down and calmed down, gone up to my daughter or my my son, given them a hug, got down to their level and said, you know, I apologize for what I did or for what I said or, you know, whatever it is, I apologize to them. And I just, and I let that be and I didn't carry that into the next day. 
a lot of the times I wouldn't go and apologize to them. I would beat myself up and I'd say to my wife, that's not the father I want to be. That's not the, that's not who I want to be. And then I've forgot that you're not perfect. Life is not going to be perfect. You're going to have these times, especially with kids. Like, you know, there's one's pulling here and this has got to change a nappy. And one's like one kid's so excited about a drawing they did at school. And the other kid's like upset because she can't find her dancing outfit or something so you're over here being all happy and then one's screaming here and you make you know so you, you gotta not be and i think those are those are the things right as in you know yes. whatever happened it happened just go and tell them i'm sorry kiss them leave that there don't be too hard on yourself and go in. and that was a big thing um for me with with the kids is that right there i love it I love it. It's just it's just that taking that accountability for what you yeah. want to do and what you want to be. Um, Definitely. Yep. And understanding yeah, so, that for me, I looked at the person I wanted to be and I constantly look at that and, you know, I'm done being hard on myself. If I didn't do something that was congruent with the values and the person I wanted to be, I let that go and I just made a conscious effort to be better the next day. For sure. Mm. For sure. No, I love it. And it's about that conscious effort. It's about being better the next day. It's about yep. letting it go. Definitely. Leaving it, leaving it on that day and letting it go from there. And improving, being better the next day. You have to be yes. better the next day. So, All right, man. Is there anything else that you want to leave with the listeners today? Anything else you want to say? To be honest, anything I think we've shared a lot today. I think we've shared a lot. I think everything that I wanted to say to all the other fathers listening out there and all the other husbands and, and all the other men out there, I think we've delivered it through today's podcast, you know, and, and like, you know, Jay, like you and I had a, had a chat, you know, if people feel like they can't have a chat, I'm here to have a chat. You know, you can grab me on Instagram, um, Daniel Simone fit where you can find me there. I'm, I'm happy to chat with people. Always having conversations. I'll link, the, people, I'll link so. your Instagram in the show doc here. So yeah, if anyone awesome. wants to there. And you can also chat with chat with me. You know, I'm yeah. I'm now streaming on Twitch, uh, three four times a week on um, Wednesdays, Wednesday Fridays Saturdays, um, occasionally Sundays. Not tonight, obviously, but um, you know, I'm over there on Twitch. You know, there's there's these resources out there. You're not if alone. you're that's the most important thing, right? You 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 listening, whoever you are. This is this is me and us telling you. And if you're asking yourself is he talking about me or are they yes we're talking yes. about you 100% you yes i'm not alone okay you have other fathers like myself and jay and, and a whole worldwide community like i'm from australia jay's from from america and, and and how we've connected so you're not alone um people are there in the same position you are who have been where you are who are going through what you're going through and have gotten through what you're going through so you don't have to be alone you can do it with people. 100%. All right, Daniel. Well, thanks for being on, man. We appreciate you. Awesome. Um, thanks, Jay. Like I said, I'll link your Instagram in the show notes. Awesome. Um, you can find Daniel on his Instagram. Like I said, Daniel Simone Fit. You can find the Build Podcast in his Instagram bio or on anywhere you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you uh, share this episode with a friend. If you have a mate that needs it, share it with them. Share it with them. Share it with someone that you care about. Um, and until next week, guys, we'll talk, we'll talk to you later. See you guys.
Hey. Hey, you. Are you still here with me? Thank you so much for listening all the way to the very end. Definitely appreciate it. Don't forget to leave five stars, leave a comment, leave a review. Head over to YouTube, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias, even TikTok. And all of those links, plus every single deal that we have in affiliation, you can find in our link tree. Just by going to the show notes, clicking the link tree link, it really does help us just with likes, five stars, subscribes, all of that. It's a great way to support us and it really helps us keep going. We really appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Can't wait to be with you next week.